stuff for Mystery Tuesday. That one's completely fine. Don't. It's in the box. Oscar. Felix. Forget it. Fine. Welcome to the Ultimate Gilmore Girls Movie Night Podcast. My name is Philip. I'm Courtney. And we are talking about The Odd Couple today. Courtney, how have you been doing? I've been good. I don't know. Not too much going on. Work, life. Huh? You know. That's good. The Super Bowl happened. Oh, yeah. And the Chiefs won, which we were all excited about. Yeah. So, I was not excited. Excited about that. OU and Texas are leaving the Big 12 a year early, so I'm excited about that. Why? Oh, you haven't been following along. I'm well. I'll Why just, would I follow along? Well, I mean, I haven't been telling you about it. No. All right. Oklahoma, Texas, a couple years ago, decided that they were going to go to the SEC. So no, I knew that. Conference. Okay, you know that. I knew about that. And so, the, but why are they going earlier? Because they wanted out earlier, and they wanted because <laughs> because with with the contracts that they have, they couldn't get out till like 2025. Okay. So now they're going to get out a year earlier. And the Big 12 has been playing hardball, being like, you can't go out unless you pay this amount of money because you have, have oh. this contract. Basically, OU and Texas are being okay. uh, because they decided to in, do a backdoor deal to go to the SEC. And ever since then, they've been playing the victims. Like, the bad Big 12 won't let them go. What do they get out of going to the SEC? More money. It's, yeah. it's money. Like, I, I don't fault them for going. But they did this deal with nobody in the Big 12 knowing, kind of a shady deal in the first place. And then ever since then, they've been playing the victims. Okay, question though. It's students playing, so they're yeah. not getting paid. Where's the money going? Students are getting paid. That's a new, that's a new thing, like a year or so. They, students get paid? Yeah, now they do. with Through an NIL deal, which is name, image, likeness. And that came to happen, that happened like a year ago or so. So students can, they can sign, like, endorsement deals. Okay. The, the school doesn't pay them. Well, so if they go to the SEC, then the SEC is not paying the students. Though, no. Right? The school gets money. That's what, that's what I was asking. Yeah, the school gets money. Like, the football department? or The, the athletic. The, the athletic. athletic yeah, okay. the athletic department gets money. And they get more money for the SEC. But they, Does but, the SEC just, like, have more money? Um, they... They're thought of as the best conference in the in college. OU and Texas are going to do all. I mean, Texas hasn't been relevant to the Big 12 in 10 years. They're not going to be relevant to the SEC. But, yeah, but they've been, both Texas and OU have been complaining, have been, I have no sympathy for them. And I'm, I so mean, I'm, are you supposed to? <laughs> I am not. But it's annoying that they did this deal, this shady deal, and then it came out. And since then, they've been pretending that they're the victims. How, though? How what? In what universe can they be victims? Even if they didn't do some shady backhanded deal, they're no, victims the, because they're not getting more money uh, sooner. But, and because t- Big 12 is not being like, oh, you can leave two years early out of your contract. Like, it's a contract. Stuff like that. Yeah. But anyways, so they have one more season of them being in the Big 12, and then they're going to be in the SEC. And then will all of this house divided crap be done? I mean, not in our house, because we don't have a house divided. But I mean, like... I mean, OSU and OU won't play each other for, I don't know, a long time. They'll, well, yeah, yeah, they'll at some point probably. Will play Bedlam them. be a thing anymore? No, at some point there'll probably be non-conference games that they play each other, but okay. I think it'll be a while, that, a while before they play each other. Wow! But that also came out 
over the last couple of weeks, I guess. No, I remember that they were leaving the conference. I just, I didn't, there were like full on businesses built on the house divided mm-hmm. thing. Well, yeah. I mean, and you'll still have house divided, just. But not really. They won't play each other. But yeah. Because rooting for one won't mean anything for the other at yeah. this point. Yeah. I'll still root against OU and it'll be fine. I mean, yeah. But I don't know. But like when our kids start going to colleges, are they really going to be like, is it still going to be kind of the same rivalry? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. That's so weird. Yeah. I feel like this is like big news for Oklahoma. It is. It is. I'm I mean, glad, glad, I'm glad to see them gone. Years ago, but. Get out of here. We don't want your, we don't want your kind around here. OU and Texas. And also with Texas goes the Longhorn Network, which I'm excited about that getting out of here. Because Texas has their own ESPN network. Stop called it right Longhorn now. Network, which came out five, six, seven, eight, I don't know, a long a while ago. It's a college. Yeah. A college but, has their own but, ESPN network? Mm-hmm. It's I called can't. the Longhorn Network. I can't. What is with and, people and football? I can't. I can't. And sometimes, like, I think the OSU-Texas basketball game was only on the Longhorn Network. If you're in Oklahoma and you don't subscribe to the Longhorn Network, because why would I? Right. You don't see the game. So that's so I'm glad that's out of here. But we're here to talk about the odd couple. Wait, hold on. I got another question. We are not here to talk about the odd We couple. are. I just have another question. Which, which question? Calm down. I'm calm. With OU and Texas leaving the Big 12, first of all, is it still going to be called the Big 12 or is it going to be called something else? Te- teams are coming in. Okay. Actually, right now, there's only 10 teams in the Big 12. That might have answered the second part of my question. And now, right now, there's only 10 teams in the Big 12. Those two are leaving. Four more are coming in. So now there will actually be 12 teams again. Okay. And there haven't been 12 teams since 2013 or so. Okay. Well, I was going to ask, if they leave, does that mean there's more money for the other teams? But I guess not. Yes, because they just signed a – I think Fox just signed a new media deal. So each school, I think, will end up getting more money. And I think more teams, there's a rumor that more teams might be still coming to the Big 12. Football's intense. Because the Pac-12 is probably going to completely fall apart. I've been watching So Help Me Todd, and it's really good. It has nothing to do with sports. But, like, we have people who listen to this podcast that don't care about sports. So I feel like I need to give them something. No. So no. Help Me Todd is really good. It has psych qualities. Okay. And Skylar asked it has your, It has your boyfriend. He's a babe. In it, so that's exciting. I mean. If he's not singing, I'm not watching. He doesn't sing in it. He needs to sing. And he's not nearly as goofy as Sean Spencer in Psych, but. And there's no Gus. There's no Gus, but they need a Gus. I, I, will, I will say that. I really enjoy the show. But he and his mom have a very different relationship than Sean and his dad do. Okay. They're, mm-hmm. like, she she has a little more fun with him than Sean's dad does. So mm-hmm. I feel like it, it kind of softens the blow of there not being a Gus. That's good. I do want to go ahead and do a disclaimer. If you hear any noises that sounds like aliens are invading or something scary is happening, it's our vacuum. It's Cookie. It's um, Cookie, our vacuum just running by itself. Our machine that's going to take over the world. Cookie can't take over the world. Cookie can't even, like, get around stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's running. We're in in a room, and it won't come in, but it might hit against the door a couple times. Yeah. So, because Cookie's not too smart. And I have no idea if you can hear it running. I'm sure you were able to hear it because I could hear it a couple minutes ago. But yeah, so you and might if be able... you hear me eating, just know my husband is really mad at me for eating during the I podcast. I hate it. I hate it <laughs> when people eat during podcasts. 
You can hear this. You can hear smacking, chewing. I'm trying it's, really hard. I know. Not to make I know. I know. I'm hoping in editing that it doesn't come through because that is one I of that is, feel you're gonna be really. That is one me. of my pet peeves is when people eat while they're recording a podcast. I mean, I'm not like eating a sandwich. I'm just like eating some fries here. You know, like I, I, I make sure that I never have eat during it. I even feel weird having water because you can still sometimes hear that, and I. But like, it drives okay. me crazy question for our listeners does it bother you to know that the hosts of your podcast are hydrated i mean like i hear people like eating and drinking and stuff and like oh. all i think is like they're a normal human being who needs oh, i don't i don't want to hear <laughs> i'm not doing that i know but that's sometimes what i can hear on podcasts just okay, through I don't the hear talking that. and now they're mad because i've made that noise yeah you so i'm not gonna eat my fries that way all right all right I'm excited. We'll see when you edit. I I'm feel excited. Like when you edit, to, you're gonna be really mad at me. I'm excited to edit this. So. You're gonna be like, I told you not to eat. That's not what I said. I said. I'm eating sweet I told potato you fries. That you should oh, you are so full of it. Should not eat. We are like eight minutes into this podcast. We haven't even started by talking about the Odd Couple. Yeah. So the Odd Couple. What is your history with the Odd Couple? I watched it for my blog. I remember. I actually remember watching this movie very vividly because I was traveling for work, which like will never again be a thing and was only a thing for like a year of my life in my early 20s but I used to travel for my job to another clinic that was actually no this one was in Houston so I traveled to Houston from New Orleans and I stayed in a hotel and I felt like the biggest grown-up in the world because they paid for my flight they paid for a rental car they paid for my hotel like I felt really freaking awesome traveling for work I don't know how people do it and like don't walk around thinking they're the best thing in the world because I certainly did. But anyway, I remember I was staying in a hotel and I brought I brought my Netflix DVD of The Odd Couple, which was dangerous because I was traveling. Like I probably shouldn't have done that, but I did. And I watched The Odd Couple in the hotel room while I was traveling in Houston. Right. So I have very vivid memories of watching this movie just because it was an interesting time in my life. I have the DVD. And I pro I got it around the time when I just bought DVDs. Like mm. there, there, it's weird to think about. There was a time when I was like, I'm just gonna go to the store and buy DVDs and like buy six or seven at a time. Or see, I had a DVD place. It's so weird to say. I had a DVD place that like was like a buy sell trade yeah. DVD place, and I went there every Saturday mm -hmm. and just bought. But like, I don't know when the last time was that I bought a DVD. Oh, it's been ages. I mean, it's probably been a few years at least because yeah. of streaming services. The last one I remember buying is when we bought the last season of Boy Meets World. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the guy at the register, because there's a picture of Corey and Topanga in their wedding dress and suit. And the guy at the register said, they got married? <laughs> <laughs> it was the weirdest experience of like, that show ended so long ago. Yeah. How did you not know that Corey and Topanga got married? But that's the last time I remember buying any DVDs. But I bought it, and I had actually never seen it before. It was one of those I just knew was a classic, so I decided to buy it. And I watched it that time. So you bought it times. without having seen it? Yeah. Interesting. Or knowing very much about it. Like, I think I, just by looking at the front of it, I could assume kind of what it was. Hmm. But have you ever seen any of the TV shows? I have not. Because it's been made into two TV shows. Two? Yeah, it has. It was orig the original one of Tony Randall in yeah. the seventies. I know about that one. Well, That's two like, years later, yeah. and then a few, a couple years ago, Matthew Perry. Oh yeah, 
yes. and the hand model from Friends. <laughs> well, I don't know the actor's name. The, or not the hand model, hand but the, 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 the hand twin. And also, Zach Efron's best friend in 17 again, which also starred on That's fair. Yeah, that's, yeah, they were in that. And both of those are on Paramount Plus. Interesting. The How original, many seasons did that last? The, the three. Three seasons? Three seasons. Wow. Yeah, it's on Paramount Plus, I noticed. And the, the original was also on Paramount Plus, but it's missing some episodes. Like season one, it starts on like episode four. I don't know why random episodes are gone. I need to know things about legalities with streaming services because I feel like random things aren't allowed or aren't included. Like Scrubs, the original music is not included in the streaming. And when Friends was on Netflix, there was like one scene missing from. I don't know, each season or something like that. And I always knew which one it was because I had seen the show enough. And I was like, wait, they didn't do this joke. Why, though? Like, why is that a thing? Why are there rules about I mean, streaming? It just seems so silly. Music makes sense if you don't have the... I think the music is just, though, because it happened so long ago when they didn't realize streaming yeah. was ever going to be... I mean, same thing with Bosom Buddies. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bosom Buddies, the original song that was written for that show, yeah. there was a song that was written that if you, because we, we have the DVDs, it yeah. has that song, which, like, which I don't know if it was halfway through or if it started at the beginning, but they changed it to My Life yeah. by Billy Joel. But and, sung by. And that's Hanks. actually the, I don't think it's actually sung by Tom Hanks. Oh, I think no. that, I think that's a rumor that I probably told you because. I was going to say you told me. Because that's what I had heard. But I don't think it's actually Tom Hanks. I think it's one of those that's kind of just not true. Interesting. I found out later. Anyway, but, I haven't seen um, no, no television. Yeah. And, and like Bosom Buddies is where I actually first heard that song. So whenever I would hear that song, that was the first thing I always thought of. Weird. But yeah, legalities. So where is the odd couple mentioned in Gilmore Girls? As you heard at the beginning of our episode, it is referenced in season one, episode 11. When Rory and Lorelai call each other Oscar and Felix. And then in season two, episode 17, Paris says, I'm sorry, group leader. Could you ask the Pigeon Sisters if there is a point to this opus? Which I never realized was an odd couple reference, but it is because that's what they call the girls mm-hmm. in that one scene. Yep, oh, no, they, they are the Pigeons. That was their actual name, wasn't it? I know um, we like guessed a I couple, so, but I yeah. think it was actually the Pigeon Sisters. Yeah. yeah. So. And the, the two actresses who played the sisters also were in Aristocats as the geese. They were like British geese that are kind of act the same way that they did in this movie. Oh, yeah. That's fun. And those are actually the same actresses. That's cool. So let's get started. We start with newly separated Felix wanders New York City in a daze with vague ideas of suicide. And it was was a very long credit scene at the beginning. It was really long. And I, I, I kept expecting like, it to, hotel and, and there'd be some, there'd be like a small scene and then the music would start again. And then yeah. a small, a little scene, the music would start again and the credits would keep rolling. Yeah. That's very interesting. And one of the th- things that I, I w- didn't remember from this movie is how long it really takes them to live together. Like, That's true. The movie I was thinking probably that too. 40, 35 minutes in or so is when they start living together. Yeah. Like, it's a long time before they actually get to that part, which I was surprised. Because it's like a painstakingly long time for them to figure out where Felix is. Mm-hmm. Right? Felix yeah. is the clean one? Felix, no, yeah, Felix is the clean one. <laughs> so you're sure. Felix it is takes, Jacqueline. It, it takes his friends a really long time to figure out where he yeah. is. 
Yeah. Felix is, well, Oscar is Walter Matthau, and Felix is Jack Lemon, which brings us to the third most popular segment in podcast history. Five degrees, five degrees or less of Gene Kelly. Third. Yes. I have no idea what we were last week. Jack Lemon. First. Recently you said first. We're going now. Jack Lemon is in a movie called My Sister Eileen with Betty Garrett. Betty Garrett is in Words and Music, which we talked about last week. Yes. On the Town and Take Me Up to the Ball Game with Gene Kelly. Wow. Betty Garrett's like his buddy. And I had no idea Betty Garrett was in Words and Music because I've actually never seen that movie. Mm -hmm. What would I know her in? What is she? What is she, which character no idea. is she in? What were the three movies? Oh, on the town, take me after the ball game. I mean, uh, like I in both of those, well enough. in both of those movies, she plays basically the same character who falls in love with Frank Sinatra's character, and Frank Sinatra doesn't really have, want to have anything to do with her. Oh, I got and it. And then yeah. as they and then as they go on, and then as they go on, they fall in love. But she plays basically the same character in both of those movies. A very desperate woman who doesn't want to get married to Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Which both of those movies were made also in 1949. And both of those movies star Jules Munchen, who's the third one of the trio. Hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I, I thought about doing the Walter Matthau route because I've already talked about how Gene Kelly directed Hello Dolly. Oh. And that was an easy one that I didn't have to look up, but I had already mentioned that, so I didn't want to. You're very like pure when it comes to your, your I Gene Kelly references. I try. A lot of jokes about suicide. A lot. In this. Yeah. Also through me. Yeah. And I mean, I think in 2023, it's hard to see because people joked about different things that you would not joke about today. Right, yeah. And even 20 years ago, I think some of these jokes would still have, gone, would still have happened. Mm-hmm. But now it's just, especially as we mm-hmm. really get into mental health. Yeah, and yeah. Like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that wasn't as much at the forefront as today. Right. So, like the jokes about divorce, I feel like might slide today, mm-hmm. but not as well as they would have back then. Yeah. But the jokes about suicide, I think, would be off limits at this point. So, that kind of caught me off guard as well. Cause I feel like throughout the whole movie, it's like you should just let him jump. You should, and like, like joking about suicide. Yeah. Throughout the whole movie. They really start at the beginning. So, divorced sports writer Oscar Madison and his card-playing friends have assembled in Madison's Washington Heights apartment for their Friday night poker game. Murray, who's one of his friends, is concerned because their mutual friend Felix is unusually late for the game. Which is also interesting because I felt like Felix, not only was he different than Oscar, I felt like he didn't fit in with any of them. Like, he seemed like a totally out of... That's true out of blue character to be friends with them yeah and you wouldn't think that because like one of the guys is like an accountant there's another one who had like a like there was a cop yeah also but i feel like there was another guy that had like a, a good job and so you'd think he would fit in well with them because mm-hmm. he was like a respected grown-up human but he didn't really seem yeah. to no. maybe they've known each other for a long time maybe their wives were all friends and that's why they're friends. possibly possibly so murray's wife calls and informs them that felix is missing Oscar then calls Felix's wife, Frances, who tells him that she and Felix broke up. It was an interesting term for them to say broken up when they were married. Mm. I feel like you would hear the word separated. Mm-hmm. You would hear we're going to divorce. I, there are different things, but you usually don't hear we've broken up. 
That's true. So, although I, I was trying to think, okay, are they married or <clears throat> just dating? Because that's more of a dating terminology. But to link this to my favorite topic, which is Bravo. <sighs> <laughs> I listened to oh. a lot about football before we got into this. He did. He did. Anyway, Tom Schwartz and Katie Maloney got divorced in the last year, and this is the first season that they're like doing it on camera. They say broken up. They do. And there was no separation at first. She asked him for a divorce, and that was it, which I think is interesting. But I also feel like that's kind of happening more now. I mean, I can't speak for 1968 or whatever, but I feel like now the the trend of, like, starting with the separation and doing that first in the hopes of getting back together isn't really happening as much. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like people are doing the work first while living together and then being like okay this isn't working i'm out so they got divorced with her just saying like asking for a divorce and they say things like broken up but they're also still friends it's very it's a lot well they have to be for the I show i need to say though vanderpump rules season 10 it's, it's chef's kiss i i am loving it so far it is it harkens back to the early days of vanderpump rules and i'm i'm loving it it's so good it's so and DJ James Kennedy is back. Good for him. I love him. Good. Okay, I'm sorry. That was my so, bravo. So they, no, you're good. So they've mm-hmm. broken up. Felix arrives not knowing that everybody has already heard that he and his wife separated. The group attempts to pretend nothing is wrong, but Felix eventually breaks down crying and his friends attempt to console him. Okay, but. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was just a funny scene. They don't pretend like nothing's wrong, they pretend like he's not there. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's not that they're like, oh, hey, Felix, how's it going? What's up? Like, it's more just like, don't look at him. <laughs> and so they just, like, ignore him the whole time, which I feel like just makes it worse. Yeah, I would say so. It was so weird. It's really funny, though. I will say, overall, for this whole movie, I felt, I felt like I was watching a play. I know it started as a play first, but I feel like they translated that to the movie so well that it felt like I was watching a play. It did feel like... It's just, I, I, and I feel like I've seen other Neil Simon plays. I don't know. Are there others that have been movies? I believe so. I, I feel like I've, yeah. I've seen some and I've had the same thought of like, this looks like a play. Mm-hmm. But like when we watched Streetcar Named Desire, I didn't really feel like I could imagine it as a play. Or like the Helen Keller one. Miracle Worker? <laughs> yes, Miracle Worker. I didn't feel like I could see that as a, as a stage show. But this mm-hmm. one, I could picture when the act breaks would be and I could picture when they would like change the scenery and like, I don't know. It just felt very much like a stage version. I would agree. After everyone leaves, Oscar suggests that Felix move in with him since Oscar has lived alone since he split up with his own ex-wife Blanche sometime earlier. Felix agrees and urges Oscar to not be shy about letting him know if he gets on Oscar's nerves. Within only a week, which I thought was long. I thought they they were together longer before they just were at each other's throats. It lasted a week. Listen, though, after watching, I am a I am a messy person. I, I own that. I recognize that I would be difficult to live with for a clean freak. But goodness, the neat freak was the one that I was like, I could never live with that. Never. You can't put a person that doesn't really care that much about appearances Famous, of their yeah. home with someone who really cares about it ever. But like he was just annoying, even if he wasn't a neat freak. He would have been very difficult to live with. I did not find him overly annoying. Oh, I did. The only part that really would have annoyed me is when he was like doing like 
Febreze or some type of spray in the air while they were playing poker. Yeah. That would have been But also, but they were than, smoking cigars. Yeah, so it was like, I mean, what's, what's the worst other, thing? Other than that, most of what he did didn't seem annoying to me. I mean, when he was sitting and waiting for Oscar to come home and we gave him such a hard time about coming home late. He did. Should have come home I mean, late. Like, that was annoying. When he was doing that obnoxious coughing oh, yeah, in the diner. Oh, yeah, that was that was annoying. And he wouldn't let them sit in a certain place in the diner. And then he bought the dehumidifier and got mad when they turned the dehumidifier off. It was too much. Too much for you. It was too it was too much. I don't I can't <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna offend people. My sister was very particular about certain things when we were growing up. I will also say, and I know she's listening, my best friend, <laughs> Jackie, is very particular about cleanliness, where things go. I know for a fact that Jackie and I, even though we have been best friends since first grade, we could never live together because she cares a lot about where things go and how clean things are and not leaving a room messy. And I clearly do not, if you've ever been in any of the homes I've lived in. I haven't. I mean, you're the same as me. I know, I am. You and I can live together because we are exactly the same. And that is also why our house is usually a mess. Because I feel like I'm cleaning almost every day. Same. <laughs> I mean, darn kids. I mean, if we cleaned as often as we clean now and didn't have kids, our house would be spotless. <laughs> anyway, all that to say, yeah. I, I wonder how my sister or Jackie watching this movie would have felt about Oscar mm -hmm. because I watched it and I was like, Oscar's super easy to live with. I could live <laughs> with that. I could not live with Felix, and I think it's just because I'm I'm the mess. Within a week. The two men discover they are incompatible. Felix runs around the apartment, cleaning, picking up after Oscar and berating him for being sloppy. Felix refuses to have any fun, spending most of his time thinking about Francis. While at a tavern, Oscar tells Felix about two English sisters he recently met who live in their building, Cecily and Gwendolyn Pigeon. Okay, pause. Because I have another Vanderpump Rules reference. Oh, good. Okay, so when Stasi came back from New York, disgraced... <laughs> after leaving the show and saying she's better than everybody. She had to live with Kristen. Justice for Kristen Doty. I miss her. Anyway, she had to live with Kristen. Kristen would drink all day long and she would like go out late every night and she would come home drunk at night and like clean the house. And Stassi said it was like living with a drunk ghost maid. <laughs> I thought that's the kind of neat freak I could live with. I could live with someone who cleans obsessively when I'm not there. Or if I'm like asleep, mm -hmm. I could do that. I wouldn't like, it wouldn't offend me to come home and see my stuff cleaned up. I would be like, okay, that's cool. You, it was too much of a mess for you and you took care of it. It's when they do it when you're there, <laughs> like when you're in front of me cleaning up my things, <laughs> then I'm irritated. But I could live with a Kristen Doty type, like a crossover between Kristen Doty and Felix. I could, I could live with that. Oscar telephones the girls and arranges a double date for the following evening. The next night, Oscar tries to get uptight Felix to loosen up by leaving him alone with the two sisters while he leaves the room to mix drinks. Wait, but before that is when Felix gets all mad because Oscar was late coming home. But, okay, I was a little bit on Felix's side on this one. Because Oscar said he was going to be home by 7. He didn't show up till 7.30. He told Felix that the girls were coming at 7.30, but he had actually told the girls to come at 8. And to Oscar, it was like, well, whatever. Like, I... They're going to come. I'm going to come. It's fine. Everything will be done. But even though I'm a mess and I don't care that much about cleanliness, I very much care about being on time. <laughs> if someone tells me a certain time, 
and they don't meet that time, mm -hmm. I'm I'm very frustrated. Yeah, so I, I understand. But I won't sit in the dark and like wait for you to come home late and then berate you about being late. I won't do that. Yeah. Felix talks about his family the whole time with the sisters, breaks down weeping, and burns the meatloaf. Furious about Felix ruining the date, Oscar gives Felix a silent treatment and tortures him by deliberately making the apartment as much of a mess as possible. Wait, but, like, it doesn't really... The girls love well, it. Well, yeah, they love him. They love Felix for, like, being he, emotional. But, yeah, but he still ruined the date. He for ruined him. the date. I mean, if there was no romance, but yeah. they loved him. Yeah. But they, he still, they like he was still mad because he ruined the date for what Oscar, Oscar wanted. wanted. But here's the thing that we all that we forgot to mention is that one of the sisters is divorced and the other one's a widow. Mm -hmm. So like having this man cry to them about how much he missed his wife and his family, I feel like that really got to them. Yeah. So then the tension explodes into an argument that results in Oscar demanding that Felix move out. Felix complies but leaves Oscar feeling guilty for having abandoned. Is still in need, friend. And they threw spaghetti at And they did throw linguine. That's right. It was linguine. I don't know what linguine no is. No idea. I know most pasta shapes, but I can't yeah. picture linguine. Is it just like long and... I think so. I have no idea. Oh, I'm Oscar assembles the poker game to help search the city for Felix. I'm sorry. Oscar assembles the poker group to help search <laughs> the city for Felix. Not like poker to find... Yeah. After searching for hours, they return to Oscar's apartment to play poker and soon discover that Felix has moved in with the Pigeon Sisters with plans to get a place of his own. Felix and Oscar apologize to each other, realizing that a bit of each has rubbed off on the other, with each being a better person for it. Felix promises that next week he will attend their usual Friday night poker game. After Felix's final exit, the once slovenly Oscar tells his friends to watch their messes as the poker game continues. I like the way that ended with Oscar saying to not be as messy. Yeah. His poker buddies. So that's the odd couple. That's the odd couple. I have a couple of behind the scenes tidbits of information. Mm -hmm. Walter Matthau played Oscar in both the original Broadway play and in this movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then he was in the original Broadway play. He asked the play's author, Neil Simon, if he could play Felix instead. Because Matthau thought Oscar's personality was too similar to his own and the role would be too easy. Whereas playing the persnickety Felix would be a real acting challenge. Simon replied, Walter, go and be an actor in somebody else's play. Please be Oscar in mine. Hmm. Matthew finally agreed. I can't it. picture him. Neither could I. Because I feel like so many of the roles he did. I understand him wanting to challenge himself. Actually, no. I don't understand it when people want to challenge themselves. <laughs> like, just, just do what you're good at. <laughs> I'm a really good mom, by the way. <laughs> but... I, I feel like most of his roles, he's been that yeah. type of character. But also so most it's not of the, like he ever found... But also most... Yeah, most of those roles is after this movie. So it's not... But you it's think not that like after he already. did this movie, he would like, okay, now yeah. I get to go challenge myself. Yeah. But like, he didn't. Because Me. he understood my philosophy of just do what you're good at. Why have to challenge? I don't understand I don't it. Just do what you're good at. The play had Walter Matthau's Oscar and Art Carney as Felix... When they were making it into a movie, they felt Carney didn't have enough box office punch, so they cast Jack Lemmon instead. And this is one of ten movies that Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon were in together. Ten. You know it would be really fun if it were true? If they, like, secretly hated each other? I, I feel like I, that would be information I would want. I don't think they did. They wouldn't have done, like, three movies in the 90s. If they made good money, though. 
mean, I don't know. In the nineties. In the nineties, were they getting a lot of gigs? Probably not. They're both in their late seventies. Like I feel like you would you wouldn't want to act. Maybe they needed more money. Don't you don't know. know. You don't know how financially savvy uh, they were. They were in a movie called Grumpy Old Men. So maybe. Yeah. And then Grumpier Old Men. Yeah. And The Odd Couple 2 was also in the 90s. Wow. Never seen that. It has six. I think it has like a 6.5 on IMDb or something. Oh, wow. Tony. And it's also written by Neil Simon, in case you're wondering. Tony yeah. Randall and Jack Klugman were considered for the roles of Felix and Oscar. They later played those roles in the TV series. So Tony Randall and Jack Klugman were the Oscar and Felix in the TV show. Interesting. Neil Simon got the idea for the play after his friend and former colleague Mel Brooks moved in with another man after his divorce. So Mel Brooks, his first wife, divorced and moved in with somebody. And that's when I don't, I, I'm kind of interested to know how true to life that is, if like yeah. they were an odd couple or if just the fact them moving in together made him think about that. And the interesting thing about the TV series from the 70s is that most TV series that comes after a movie are flops. Mm. And the TV show the TV is show was... critically acclaimed. Yeah. Both Tony Randall and Klugman got Emmys for the for the role on the show. And usually right, yeah. A show after a movie it's going to last I think this lasted 5 seasons. Was it like super connected to the movie or like did it could it stand on its own? I have no idea. I've never I I don't know. My guess from I I I would I'd be willing to bet that it could stand on its yeah, own. Yeah. That's what I'm I'm thinking too. I don't know. All I know is that the friends cast sang the theme song to it in an episode and I didn't realize it was the theme song to the old couple. Mm-hmm. Until we watched the movie last night. Yeah. Dun-dun, dun-dun. So, so that was all I That was it. That was it. That's the odd couple. Who would like this in the Gilmore Girls universe? I don't know. I feel like Dean would. I could see Dean like sitting around with his parents watching this movie or something. I don't know. Seems wholesome. And then, and then Dean and Jess could be in, 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 in the play or be in their own version of it. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. I don't know if that's the fact that they are so different or that they just both love the same woman. So. That's, pro- that's probably yeah, more along the lines. I'm trying to think if there's any, maybe Lorelai and, and Emily living together would be more like the <laughs> yeah. Out of 10 cups of coffee, how many would you give this? Like an eight. Okay. It's enjoyable. I would give it an eight as well. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a, just, it's a good you know, movie. there's no real complaints. Mm-hmm. The suicide jokes did not age well, but other than no. that, I feel like it's enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. The next movie we have for you is The Omen. Yes. Which I. I've never seen. I really like scary movies that I can handle. Yeah. There's not many. So the yeah. ones that I can enjoy, I truly enjoy. And The Omen is one of them. Although there was a remake of The Omen, and which I'm sure we'll talk about next time. But Julia Stiles was in it? I can't remember who was in it. But that one was a little bit scarier than the original. <laughs> I don't want to watch that one again. Mm-hmm. But I've seen this one so many times. You've never seen it. I never I've never seen it. the Omen. I made you watch it. Never seen it. So I'm excited. I guess. Me too. So this has been The Odd Couple. We will talk to you all next time. Bye. Why are you being so awkward? What did I do? I don't know. You keep staring at me. <laughs> and you usually end it by saying goodbye. I don't want to. Why not? That's well, weird. <sighs>
kind of weird. So this I wish you could the- include all of this when you're editing. <laughs> so this has been the Ultimate Global Girls Movie Night Podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.